Wow. First deal, not only is it 40 units, you also got it on creative finance, specifically having a seller finance deal. Uh, yep. Would you be open to sharing some of the numbers about a deal with us, like purchase price, expected returns, et cetera, like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So uh, how the deal was structured was it ended up being a, a purchase price of $2.9 It turned out to be 17% down, 3% interest rate, and interest-only payments for five years, which is absurd if you think what the market was doing back in like November of last year. Hey, welcome to another episode of Affordable Housing and Real Estate Investing. Today, I got my guy, Trevor Walker, in the house, one of the co-founders of the multi-family freedom chasers. Um, this guy and his partner, Marcel, uh, they I first met them uh, at one of the big conferences, and I really got to connect with them. I heard this story and I said, wow, I, I definitely want to get these guys on because not only are they working full-time jobs, but they were able to amass over $3 million of real estate under management during that time. So if you want to talk about no excuses, these guys are the perfect examples of that. So without further ado, Trevor, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much for coming on here. Just tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your background, and how'd you get involved in real estate, man? Yeah, yeah. Can I tell you what, man? It's a real pleasure to be here. Uh, and the audience doesn't know you and I got a chance to chat a little bit of shop right earlier this week. So um, everybody, I told Kent before we started, I get to be with this man twice in a week. Like it's my <laughs> privilege. So it's super stoked to be on here. But in a nutshell, man, I am what you call and I would, I would throw you in this boat as well. And, and maybe many of your listeners in the thick of life, in the thick of life. And what do I mean by the thick of life? I'm talking about you're working an existing W-2 job, which I'm in the engineer textile industry. Uh, you have a spouse at home. You have multiple small children, multiple small children. Kent, you know it's a game changer, man, when you go from one to two kids, man. <laughs> you know the drill, bro. You know the drill. <laughs> um, so, As so my I'm daughter is literally screaming in the background. So I completely get it, man. Keep going. Right. That's right. So thick of life, right? So, so multiple small children under five years and younger. I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old while paving a way in a new space in multifamily real estate. So that's everything that I got going on, plus sprinkle in some community involvement in there as well. And man, I, everything changed for me starting really last summer. I, I was dabbling in the single family space. I was, you know, it, it was in my heart kit, like beating in there deep, like, and what about multifamily? What about multifamily? But it, it was, I had a mental block knowing that, you know what, how do I make this jump? How do I make this jump? And, and I was under the impression that you got to cut your teeth in the single family space and build up your resume there before you make the quantum leap to multifamily real estate. And actually that's false, by the way, we can get into that mindset um, and how that actually happens. But, but, but not to fast forward too quickly, Everything started changing for me back in the beginning of May to be the beginning of June last year. And I do love my family a lot. And really it all started was it was a sequence of quite scary medical events that my son experienced. A week later, my wife experienced. And then three weeks later, my daughter experienced. And Kent, it was a situation where I mean, you love your family, right? Which is one of the reasons why we vibe so much. And if you ever had a scary medical incident where it flashes in your mind, like, is my kid going to die? Like, that was what was going on. It's just like, boom, was like, this could actually happen. My son could actually die tonight. Now, granted, the chance was small, but it was still there based off what was happening. So, Everybody was okay. Thank God. Everybody was okay. But these events all occurred within one month of each other. And you stack them on top of each other. And then you step out. And my wife and I, if you remember what the stock market was doing last summer, our retirement accounts from, you know, actually when we started, when we got married 12 years ago, they got absolutely obliterated that summer. The market was doing absolutely terrible. So now we fast forward to the end of the summer and I'm looking around 
And what do I have? What am I surrounded by? I'm surrounded by a fat stack of medical bills that I, that I can't pay off. I got to put on a payment plan and literally no hope for retirement. And as I took out my crystal ball, Kent, I took out my crystal ball and I gave it a little rub. And I was like, what does my future look like if I just let it play out the way that it's going right now? And literally what I saw was basically no freedom to not only create the life that I want for my family, but the impact that I wanted to have on so many other people. And it was at that moment where I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, something has to change. And Kent, it was in that moment, man, where I, I went all in in multifamily real estate. And pretty soon after that is when I met Marcel and pretty much the, the rest is history, right? But that's how I, I got into the multifamily space was that circumstantial events that just kind of uh, put that internal pressure knowing that something has to change for the better. And I, I can't thank you enough for sharing that story, Trevor, because I think so many times we try to share almost these life-threatening stories with people hoping that they will resonate with it and do something after hearing our stories so that they don't have to get to that point. And I don't think waste is the right word, but waste all that time kind of meandering and trying to figure out and floating around and then making the decision. They can hear yeah. your story, Trevor, and be like, hey, I don't ever want to get to that point and then make that decision. Let me learn from what Trevor has gone through and just make that commitment now. And I love that you use the story for kids. I mean, those are some of the biggest motivating factors for us as dads. It's like, how do you make sure you can provide for them and seeing how everything just worked out for you and it came together be between the stock market and your kids going through something crazy medical wise that allowed you to take that jump. And sometimes that jump is the most scary, but then you looked back and you really looked in the future at the same time and said, well, it seems more risky not to do something. So that's a great, great. story, man. Thank love you. Love it. Yeah. Thank you. Love it, love, I have no it. regrets, right? It was, it was very difficult at the time going through that situation and basically coming to the brink of like, the, the edge of the cliff, right? And figuring out you got to do something. But looking back on it, if those scary moments didn't happen, and thankfully everybody's okay, but if they didn't happen, there's no way I am where I am today, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that how everything kind of happened for you, not to you in that situation. So, um, so you decided to get into real estate, you met your partner, Marcel. What does that pull back the curtains for the audience a little bit and actually tell us like what actually happened. Cause sometimes we have this the image in our head, like, Oh, I just got to magically meet one guy and <laughs> that my life would change. What were the some of the conversations high level like that you and Marcel shared and what happened from there? Absolutely. And what a fantastic question, Kent. <clears throat> it's things start to align when you make a decision, right? So that was the prerequisite to meeting Marcel is, I'm going all in and into the multifamily space. And literally, I met the guy not too long after that. And, and the way it worked was that we both joined a mentorship independently, but at the same time, not knowing one another. And, you know, it, it's a virtual mentorship and we see each other take an action and we kind of vibe one another like externally. It's like, OK, I like the way this guy thinks. I like his action taking. He obviously thought the same thing about me. And so we just jumped on a phone call to simply connect, just to simply connect. And we knew we, sh we shared some things in common, but it was one Saturday morning, literally probably about a year ago. Yeah, almost to this Saturday, almost today, about a year ago. And it was one of those things, Kent, where the phone conversation right off the bat was like lightning in a bottle. And, you know, I know this doesn't happen all the time, but it literally was magical to the point of being weird, <laughs> to the point of being weird. And, and here's what I mean by that. We share so much in common, so much in common from our life story, our core values, which actually is most important. And then just how we go about our life and the different priorities and things like that and our passion for multifamily real estate. And so coming out of that conversation that Saturday morning. And I remember it like it was yesterday. And we have a documented picture. Marcel has it. He, he texted it to me of right after the phone call, <laughs> me and him like chatting it up on FaceTime. He, he took a screenshot of it. 
it's like it's one for the memories man one for the memories but we said hey coming out of this let's become accountability partners let's become accountability partners and so for mm -hmm. those listening if you vibe with somebody start with the on the foundational level core values core values that's where it all starts and if you want to partner up even considering a partnership in the multifamily space start out with dating and maybe just start out with holding each other accountable to take consistent action um, in your business and in your education so that's where it started but like i mentioned man lightning in a bottle and pretty soon we realized dude let's link arms and let's make some magic happen in the multifamily real estate space interesting so you guys uh obviously kicked it off really well i i really love what you said here about philosophical um you call it like things just meshed. It made a lot of sense. Accountability partners and core values. I almost attributed to when I have partners that want to invest with me, I would say something along the lines like, hey, I want to make sure we're philosophically aligned. And it comes from things like, hey, how do we make decisions when things go wrong? Hey, if this happens, I will probably do this. Are you okay with that? And I think playing through some of those hypotheticals allows you to communicate your core values through examples with your partners. And I think you and I are going to probably talk about raising capital at the end of this. This is going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, uh, I already great. feel I feel the vibe like this is why I knew we we're going to have a great conversation. Yes, so sir. you you guys vibed. What were there sort of like responsibilities that you guys divided up? I knew you guys were just accountability partners, but were you like, hey, I'm the really good guy with numbers. I'm really good guy at operations. Like how did that conversation go down between the both of you because i really want the audience to figure out one i don't need to do everything but then two how do i decide what and figure out what each other's strengths are in a partnership to make the team really really well mm -hmm. yeah definitely great question kent we actually we started on the accountability side we were doing anything and everything under the sun just to learn and take action like i was sourcing deals marcel was sourcing deals I was underwriting deals. Marcel was underwriting deals. I was connecting with potential investors. He was doing the same. So all the above, which actually I would encourage people when they're starting, you want to dip your toe into all those mm -hmm. different kinds of segments and swim lanes. So you can at least have some level of experience to speak intelligently to each one of those swim lanes. I would encourage people to do that when they're starting off. Now, what ended up happening was we organically based off our disposition, and our skill set, we organically evolved into our specific swim lanes. And of course, we, we added a couple of guys to our team, Victor and Caleb, along the way. But but Marcel is great because Marcel, I can't I can't compliment this guy enough, man. He brings out the best in me, and that's actually something to look for as well in partnerships. Does does the people that you link arms with do they elevate you to another level? And and I felt elevated every time I was working with Marcel. Uh, which was another reason why we decided to link arms but but not to get off on a rabbit trail but our, our skill sets basically <clears throat> um spurred us along into our specific swim lanes marcel his w2 is in quality control with vw okay and, and remember this isn't volkswagen only this is like porsche and 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 beam this is like all the nice cars right um vw group owns all those those amazing vehicles so he's in quality control so he is already in a place where he is analyzing problems receiving feedback and then problem solving and managing teams and so where does that organically take you it takes you into asset management 100 i'm fairly good with people i like connecting with people i like helping people and um so so naturally that i evolved into the space of you know connecting with potential equity partners, uh, potential active partners. And then of course, a lot of the messaging and branding and things like that. Um, so that, that's how it organically evolved. And, you know, Marcel, he's just, there's nothing he can't do, man. There's nothing he can't do, Kent. But just because there's nothing you can't do, does it mean you should do it all? Actually, you shouldn't do it all, even if you can do it all. Um, so now we have our respective swim lanes with the four different guys, the four Freedom Boys is what we're called, and uh, we're rocking and rolling, man. Yeah, man, and, and I love that you brought up like 
it's almost it was a natural fit for Marcel. And I think for some people out there, the advice that I've been giving some folks that want to enter this world is, hey, I know you want to get into real estate, but you don't have to just be a closer. Sometimes people think like, hey, I got to go call, cold call sellers. They think that's like the only way to get involved in real estate. I'm, and I'm giving them advice like, hey, if you're a really great project manager, maybe you want to become a construction manager for a multifamily development. If you are really good, like Marcel at QC, looking over the details, maybe you'd be best as an asset manager. And right. I think for your guys' story about working in full-time jobs, it's so important for you to find other groups in your team, especially if everybody is working full-time jobs, because it takes a lot of time and a lot of dedication to actually get this train moving. Best. And for you, it's really, really cool to see like why you guys decide to go about that way. And on top of that, learning about your, each other's strengths. But sometimes I get advice of, hey, tell me what gives you energy. And for you, you seem like a guy that loves to go to conferences, go to other people and meet a lot of people. You would be the perfect capital raiser, man. So I, I can really see how that works. So let's Thanks. transition a little, a little bit. You guys All have right. found each other. You guys have discovered each other's capabilities, decided on the roles and responsibilities. How did you guys actually get that first real estate deal? Tell us a little bit uh, about that story. Mm -hmm, definitely. And our first deal, 40 units, Knoxville, Tennessee, it occurred, I would say, relatively early on in our development. And again, hats off to Marcel, because this deal is, is in his backyard. Uh, it's in Knoxville, Tennessee. He's in Chattanooga, Tennessee, about two hours away. And the situation went down like this. He came across this deal on LoopNet. There are deals on LoopNet. Believe it or not, there are deals on, on LoopNet. Now it's it's a needle in a haystack kind of situation, but there are deals on LoopNet. And he reached out to the broker and was having an initial conversation. And we knew right off the bat, this thing was way, way overpriced. But we were willing to do the dirty work and, and dive in on a deeper level just to figure out, okay, what juice can we squeeze out of this orange? And here's what ended up happening. Basically, the financial tracking and documentation associated with this property was absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. It's mom and pop ran, bro. Mom and pop ran. And they did not do a good job of, of having the necessary documentation. And so here was the play. Here was the play. And Marcel did the heavy lifting on this. He went to the broker and he said, Mr. Broker, no bank is going to conventionally finance this deal. So the only way we're going to get this thing across the finish line, because the fine, the, they're not, sorry, let me back up. They're not going to finance a deal because the documentation is garbage. Everything is just written on a piece of notebook paper. Banks can't do their due diligence and analyze the thing. It's like, if you want to get this deal across the finish line, the only way we can do that is through seller financing. And you know what? They bought into it, man. They bought into it. Yeah, the seller was really wow. Yeah, he, he wanted to offload these properties. And we basically put together four or five different seller finance scenarios and, you know, pulling all the levers, right? You know, down payment, interest rate, IO period, things like that. And, uh, and the seller chose one, those options, the broker bought in and lo and behold, man, the deal got done. But it was one of those things where it, it was nice because we all co come from the sub two community, except for one of us. But three out of the four Freedom Boys come from the sub two community. So, you know, there's that creative financing wheel that gets turning back there. And, and thankfully, mm -hmm. pull that tool out and, and get the deal across the finish line. Wow. First deal, not only is it 40 units, you also got it on creative finance, specifically having a seller finance deal. Um, would you be open to sharing some of the numbers about a deal with us, like purchase price, expected returns, et cetera, like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. So uh, how the deal was structured was it ended up being a, a purchase price of $2.9 It turned out to be 17% down, 3% interest rate, and interest-only payments for five years, which is absurd if you think what the market was doing back in like November of last year. So the terms are, yeah. yeah, the terms are absolutely insane. And uh, it's been a really great, great win. And, and we're operating the deal right now. And we're encountering a lot of learning experiences, but uh, that we can like put in our back pocket and apply later on down the road. But it was just 
fantastic terms. And we're just really glad that we were able to create a win-win for all parties involved. Yeah, my 17% down at 3% interest rate. That That's a crazy, crazy good deal considering how quickly the interest rate skyrocketed last year. So props to you guys. Uh, you mentioned interest-only payments. And I and I want to make sure people understand like why this is such a great term and why people pursue interest-only payments. Can you help the audience understand, like, hey, what's a pro? What, what's a benefit of pursuing interest-only payments in a multifamily deal like you guys did? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it decreases your monthly payments to the, the quote, quote, bank, you know, if you do interest only, because it, it's, I mean, you want cash flow, right? And so we were looking to maximize our cash flow as much as possible. And the way you do that is have obviously a, a lower payment you owe mm -hmm. to the bank. In this case, it's the seller. And so, yeah, the seller was cool with the interest only payments, man. Man, I love that. And for the audience out there, right, this is why the wealthy get so much wealthier is because they learn these strategies and they learn how to structure these deals and these terms for their advantage. Anytime you can delay increasing your monthly payment, that gives folks like Trevor and his partner, Marcel, the ability to renovate the property, get the rents up so that you can actually cover a higher mortgage payment should you decide to refinance down a road or something like along those lines, your typical value add strategy. So interest only payments, very, very beneficial because then you can Keep your payments a little bit lower while you're doing auto renovations. So that's right. That's right. Love and, that strategy. Go ahead. And just to add to that, basically the deal's been underwritten for a sale at year five, and um, once we once we finish our, our runway of uh, you know renovating and, and leasing everything up, turning units, the property's probably going to be worth double of, of what we. Whoa. Paid. Yeah. Double your investment in, in your five case. years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah man, it's it's going to be sick. Man, what a great deal. And one of your first ones out of the gate, too. This is, oh, my God. I knew this was going to be a good story to share with the audience. Um, so you guys got your first deal. Um, tell us about how it's going, because I knew you mentioned um, about your Section 8 tenant. So you guys have 40 units. You guys have one Section 10. Just give us like a two-sentence overview of what you guys did, but then... Where are you guys along the project now? Like, are you guys doing renovating? Just, just hit on the Section 8 tenant really quick and then tell us where you are in terms of your progress on, on the property. Mm -hmm. Yep. So we have one Section 8 tenant and the rents for that unit was around the, the 625-ish, 650 range. And, uh, and thankfully, we we're able to push that to 800, you know, and what's really important is having a property management company that knows what they're doing and has built local relationship there with the section eight folks there on the ground. So they did a lot of heavy lifting for us, but that was critical in the process for sure. And right now we're, we're renovating units, working very closely with, with managing the manager, right? We've got to manage the manager with the property management company there, but um, yeah, renovating units, turning those units, increasing rents and putting a lot of, systems and processes in place to automate things because we're going from about as mom and pop of an operation as you can get uh, to basically something that you know has a lot of automations and things like that that uh, make our lives much easier when we get there oh man that is cool so I, a couple of things i want to unpack there one guys you don't just because you have 40 units doesn't mean you have to make all of them affordable housing or Section 8 tenants. Like, look at what Trevor and Marcel did. They just said, hey, we have 40 units. We can have one Section 8 tenant. You can have a few. You don't have to have everything. You can have a diversified tenant base and rent base between Section 8 and market rent just simply based off of your own decision. Or sometimes the Section 8 rents might also be equal, if not higher, than some of the market rents. You never know. Uh, when, until you actually get into it and working with a great property manager like Trevor was talking about for their portfolio. So tons of things for you guys to do. And Trevor, I, I want to maybe shift this conversation now into community, community building. Because what I'm trying to do is with this podcast is like, hey, I'm trying to create a Facebook community. I want to create the largest affordable housing investment community in the United States so that people can figure out how they want to get involved with affordable housing. And that could be a single mom and pop landlord all the way through a multifamily investor like Trevor and Marcel. And when you can just pick out one unit or a couple units or just do ground up development, so many different ways to get involved. But part of that comes from having to educate people on everything related to affordable housing, but also about real estate. So 
I want to ask you, like, I know this is so much work. How did you guys start your community with multifamily freedom chasers? Because it's, uh, first of all, great name. I love it. Absolutely. Thank love you. It. So Thank you. go ahead. <laughs> Woo! I, I get fired up talking about the, the freedom chasers, man, uh, in our community. And it's one of those things, Kent, where we never, ever thought we would be in the position that we're in right now if we roll back the hands of time and you had asked us, oh, and you would tell us, by the way, guys, in like one year, this is where you'd be with your community. Never in our wildest dreams would have thought that. So let's run it back, bro. Let's run it back. This is the origin story of the multifamily freedom chasers. It happened by accident. So I mentioned that, you know, the freedom boys, and, and let me just let everybody know, when I say freedom boys, number one, that's not a self-proclaimed title for me, <laughs> Marcel, and Victor. It's not self-proclaimed. Somebody else basically designated us as the Freedom Boys in an event, and it just stuck ever since. So it's just a, a easy way to differentiate us between everybody else. But what happened was the Freedom Boys didn't know each other. We came together through a mentorship. And what we decided to do, Kent, was let's hold some office hours like on Sunday evening, because we know everybody is available Sunday evening for the most part. And let's just like touch base with each other. What, what are we learning through our mentorship? How are we taking action? Okay. Well, what started off as, you know, a 10 person zoom grew to 15, then grew to 20. And then there was more people outside of the mentorship that was like, they, they wanted to get on the action, man. And we needed like a central spot to house all the communication. And so, I mean, what better way to like, you know, have a centralized communication platform than a Facebook group. And so literally by accident and, and hats off to Marcel, cause he's the one that set it all up. He was like, guys, let's just create a Facebook group where I can drop the zoom link in there. And obviously you've got to name the Facebook group. And so I was just <laughs> like multifamily freedom chasers. It's like, because that's literally what we are doing. We are chasing our freedom through multifamily real estate investing. So that's when the Facebook group started. And then once we started kind of disseminating more of the link and, and kind of the word got out, our Zoom numbers kept on growing. And that's when we had a light bulb moment. And we said to ourselves, guys, I think we may have stumbled under something, uh, stumbled over something pretty marvelous right now. And we said this, you know, we looked at ourselves as like, here we are in the thick of life, which what I just described earlier. And this is an important uh, factor, Kent. We all are married. We all have multiple small children. We all have W-2s. And we're trying to freedom chase in, in multifamily real estate. And we said to ourselves, how many thousands of people out there are in the thick of life just like us? And they're not satisfied with the amount of freedom that they have currently. And they believe in the power of multifamily real estate investing to create the freedom that they want said there's got to be thousands of people out there just like us and we said you know what guys let's do something radical and let's just create a space where people just like us in the thick of life that want to chase their freedom together we can all collectively come together and be educated and inspired and encouraged on our freedom chasing journey through multifamily real estate. And that's when we kind of made things official, like, oh, all right, we're starting a community. Let's go. Let's go. And there's actually, Kent, for, I'll take a pause right here, but I'm throwing this out as a little teaser. We've identified four ingredients of, of our magic sauce of what has made our community um, powerful. I'm, I'm happy to, to go into it, but I'll, I'll stop there for now if you wanted to throw, throw anything else out there. I mean, no, we're definitely getting to get into that right away. I think it's just super cool that you guys stumbled upon it. And I think it's such a mindset shift for folks out there. For example, I started this podcast about just under a year, like 10 months ago. And for the longest time, I didn't know whether or not people would listen to it. Because it's kind of like you guys, when you guys came up with the Zoom, it's like, hey, is it's going to be useless. Like, what if I do this? And no one shows up. Like, that's probably the number one fear when, when you're thinking about doing this. Like, what if no one actually cares? And I think you have such a great mindset shift for everybody out there like that wants to build their own community. Everyone out there is looking for, there's absolutely someone out there that's looking for the same thing that you are. For you guys was looking for the freedom, the financial freedom, and through multifamily. 
there are you can help so many people just by sharing your journey because Trevor, you and Marcel have a story that is much more easily or for people to grasp and then for people to resonate with because you are just a couple years ahead like in terms of research and experience but then yeah, yeah you just closed on a deal not that long ago but you're like you have 40 units for someone that's listening right now i would much rather follow you because i don't want to follow the guy with five thousand doors i really don't because I, how, I can't picture those steps in front of my my one step i can't i can't do it get your binoculars out kent you got to get I, your binoculars to see to see even, so far ahead you know <laughs> But I guess my point is like follow Trevor because his story is really, really cool. And it also allows you to just learn from his mistakes a little bit in advance. And Trevor is essentially giving you guys a cheat code where you guys get to just look at this experience a year ahead and say, oh, let me save six months of my time by just learning about what Trevor is doing. Um, like for me, I'm learning from Trevor and Marcel about how to build a community because they have done it. And they were only a year ahead of me uh, in front of others. And for us to have the impact that we want to have on the world, it comes from a place of servitude. And you just got to serve and bring so much value to people that they can't ignore you. And I think that is ultimately what we get so much fulfillment for uh, and out of. Not just from the money, but it's really like if I see someone and someone reaches out to me and says, like, hey, thank you so much for that information. That was life-changing. Dope. Best feeling in the world. Absolutely right. the best feeling in the world. So, Trevor, four ingredients. Tell us about it. Where, where are they? All right, man. The magic sauce, all right? I'm, I'm pulling. Let me get it out of my back pocket, man. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Number one. Number one. Magic ingredient. And this is where it all starts. You have to have a vision for the community. Period. And that's why I like. You mentioned it in, in your little... Um, monologue there kent just now you got a vision for your community don't just start a community just to start one man right you just oh i'm going to start a community you got to have a vision what is your community for and our community is for this we want to help hard-working family-loving professionals invest in real estate so that they have more time to spend on what brings meaning purpose and joy and that's where the freedom comes in Freedom isn't just for freedom itself. Freedom is to then have the time to now you can spend on what brings you meaning, purpose, and joy. So that's our vision, Kent. That is number one. Number two, secret ingredient. And you mentioned this as well. Uh, I think this was in our, our, our pre-call huddle. It's not about us, bro. It's not about us. It's not about Trevor. It's not about Marcel. It's not about Victor. It's not about Freedom Chasers Capital. It's not about the freedom boys. It is about the vision and the message and the community collectively progressing through this journey together on our chase for freedom through multifamily real estate. So it doesn't revolve around us as persons. It revolves around us as the brand and as the mission and the community as a whole. That's huge. Number, number three ingredient is this community leaders. This was huge because this goes back to, us being in the thick of life. We're super limited on time. We're super limited on energy and bandwidth. In order for us to deliver the value that we want to give people, we have to have other people that are willing to shoulder the burden with us. And so we have a suite of community leaders that help do really a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to the educational value and experience that our community offers. That's number three, community leaders. <clears throat> number four, is we have a broken down educational ecosystem. Essentially, it's, it's multifamily education 101, 101. And so people can plug in and they know exactly what they're getting into. And each segment builds upon one another as they continue learning in this space. That's, a, that's basically the value, right? This is the value that you get. It's the education and then the network, okay? And it's all for free. And this, so that's like 4A, and then there, this is 4B, <laughs> 4B. And this is important. I think this is really important, Kent, where people don't have clarity on where they're going, it's easy to get discouraged and burnt out. So we came out recently with, uh, in every Zoom, we talk about this. What does it look like in your journey moving forward in the multifamily freedom chasers? 
and we enlighten that path for them. And, and we don't know exactly how each community member is like which path they're going to go down, but at least we've described and outlined the paths for them. And, and it's, it's super intuitive, man, but sometimes it's, uh, it's easy to have the most intuitive foundational you know, simple things just escape you, you know, and, and the journey looks like this, the path looks like this. Number one, you come in, you enjoy and partake of all the great resources and network of the multifamily freedom chasers, but you find out multifamily investing is not for you. So you go chase your freedom somewhere else, somewhere else, outstanding, all the best. Path number two is this. You love multifamily real estate. You believe in it, but yet your season of life, you know, and whether it's it's the W-2 demands or whether it's you have other passions or whether you just don't have the bandwidth to learn all that you need to learn to actually do this in an active investing way, you say, okay, hey, I just want to passively invest in deals. And at least I'm, I'm a more educated and sophisticated investor. And I'm, I'm better equipped to vet potential deals that come across my desk. That's path number two. And then path number three is you love multifamily real estate. You're all in and want to be an active investor. Man, I love so what I love about your motto is that you have decided and outlined a career, it's almost like a career path. Um, and I think that probably resonates really well with someone that's in the W2 world because typically you hear like, oh, starve as an analyst and become a senior analyst and you become a manager or something along those lines. You have laid out the career path for them. And I love that, man. That is so cool because if people can come in. And decide where they can fit in because sometimes you, you might be just like a little lost puppy and you come in here you're like oh my god there's all this lingo i'm learning then i gotta figure out what my role is and right. I, I i love this and i think i'm taking learning something from you right now trevor because that's why to tell you a little story someone asked me literally just three days ago and said hey why are you providing us all this content about pat splits pat split for people that know is like renting out single family homes that are renting by the room model. It's like their model is like multifamily returns with single family. Okay. People are like, Hey, if you're into development now, multifamily, why are you still doing content on pad splits? That seems so small for you. And I was like, great question. And this is the career path. I just didn't know what word I would call it, but I wanted people to come in here and figure out like, Hey, can I be a single family mom and pop landlord can just be a single like a section eight tenant as a single family home landlord or do i want to pursue your path become a passive investor as a lender or all the way going up to a multifamily ground of construction developer but yeah. there's also a career path you can start from the beginning because that's what you are most comfortable with you're very comfortable with 20 percent down conventional loan financing and that's okay but you are allowing an entry point for people with different risk appetites to say, you know what? I only want to dabble in here for now. And if I learn a little bit more there, maybe I'll get into it. But development just sounds really, really scary. Mm -hmm. So I love that you have built out these career paths and that, oh my God, it's just so good, man. I, I think people, this is such a magic ingredient. Like this is such a key ingredient to making a community successful because it allows people not to just join a Facebook group and just I've done Facebook groups and they've just been like people posting deals here and there. And it's just like, there's yeah. no interaction, but you guys have a lot of engagement. And I think that part comes from you guys also developing leaders within the community. It's cool. That's right. Super cool, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot of our community members, they have families, they have W2 jobs. They're not full-time real estate professionals at this point. So anything that we can do to expedite their prog their progress, anything. And, and as you know, Kent, if you have clarity on the path moving forward, you can accelerate your progress. But it's so easy to jump into communities when there's a lot going on and it's just hazy. The path forward is hazy and opaque. And so that's always in the back of our minds is like, hey, how can we expedite any community members progress and, and clarity, you know, funnels into the expedition process, you know, speed up the journey for everybody else. So. Um, that's something that we're always considering and how we can implement in, in all the different things that we have going on within the Freedom Chasers community. Oh, man, that's so cool. So one, you guys, seriously, the emotional income you get from being around community is 
invaluable. It's one of the, the, the best feelings in the world when you get a random message from somebody and says, hey, thank you so much for your content. I find myself listening to your content instead of some of the mentors and gurus that we spent 5, 10, 25, 50 grand paying for. It's super cool. And I'm sure you guys are getting those type of comments with your content because you guys are giving out all this education content like for free. It's crazy what you guys are doing. You guys are providing amazing value. Maybe the next question I'll ask you guys is um, for someone out there that is thinking about building their own community. They just got all the magic ingredients for, from you. Besides for the emotional income, like how do you explain to someone, hey, why would you go ahead and build a community? Like wh what are the benefits? Like wh what's in it for me? Even though we just said the magic ingredient, it's not about you. But I don't know, anything you can share about, like, hey, what are the benefits of a community and what have you seen happen within your community? Yeah. And let's keep it real, Kent. I mean, it, and that's why I feel comfortable bringing this up because you're a real dude. Like it's it's rare that people literally do something that's extremely valuable for somebody else and not think that there's probably going to be something that's going to return to them, even though it's not it's not a catch 22. It's not a bait and switch kind of deal. But let's just be completely honest with ourselves, right? That that there's no doubt about it, that starting a community, no doubt benefits the founders of the community more than just like, what'd you say, uh, an emotional financial aspect to it? What'd you, what was the term that you used? Uh, I called it emotional income, like from emotional all the things you was <laughs> Exactly, exactly, exactly. So with the community, I mean, where, where we benefit then is... And I think accountability falls a little bit into the emotional income side of things. Um, I mean, we're accountable to 1,500 people to continue taking action and providing value to the community. But within the community as well, I mean, I'll tell you what, man. Dude, we've only done one deal that's 40 units. But one of the things that I don't say we pride ourselves on, but one of the things we, that we've been able to do is connect with some big players in the space, big players in the space, like way bigger than, I don't know, than, than we could have ever thought. And here's an example. We have our preferred partners program. And these are basically, and we can get into it in a little bit, but these are basically high level people that, that we have either invested in their mentorship or their kind of strategic partners or, you know, something kind of resource and relationship that we have that we have extremely benefited from. We is in the Freedom Boys, okay? That list of preferred partners, they have over $2 billion of assets under management. Like crazy pedigree with the preferred partners, okay? And honestly, a big factor in us being able to connect with them has been our community. Because we say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. So-and-so, we got a thousand person community. We'd love to, for you to get exposed to them and, and them to get exposed to you and what you're doing. Do you mind coming on a Zoom and, and we do like a live podcast thing and, and chop it up a little bit and talk multifamily real estate and get into your story, things like that. So we've been able to leverage the community that has allowed us to open up doors with very high level players where it would be a very small potential that we, we could have gotten their attention otherwise. That's number one. Any, any comments there, Kent? Dude, I love it. I, okay. I mean, this is why I tell everyone to get on social media. It's because attention is the new currency. And for you to think about like, how do you provide value to folks that have over $2 billion in assets, you say, well, I have an audience for you that can also benefit from you. So one, you get to build that relationship. But then two, your community also gets to benefit. It's almost like a... a power in a number situation where there's bargaining power. It's like, hey, I can get this guy's attention now because there's a thousand of us that want his attention. And that's yeah. just like what you would do in corporate America. Like the the people, like Walmart gets much better prices buying from their suppliers because they're Walmart. Similar situation, why you want to build a community. One, you get to establish crazy, crazy relationships with very, very successful people, but then you also get to benefit your own community. I, I love that. Yeah. Great, great point there. That's right. And then I got two more after that. Yes. The second, the, the second one is, you know, within our community, there's going to be some investors that just want to be passive in deals, which is, which is fantastic. And because the value that we provide 
and they get to know us based off, you know, the different zooms and things they see us taking action. There's going to be some level of trust that's already built up. And so whenever we have a deal ready to rock and roll, they're probably going to be already bought in or are very close to the finish line of being bought in. So that's number two. And then number three, I mean, we have, I mean, literally potentially 1500 partners, active partners out there that can, I mean, they can multiply our efforts, you know? So, um, and we're in our three, three target markets. We're laser beam focused, but we are also open to partnering with people that, I mean, several boxes have to be checked, right? For a partnership to happen. Cause if you do a deal in the multifamily space, you're getting married for at least five years, probably more like 10. And, but, but we have a lot of potential active partners out there um, within the Freedom Chasers community. So those are the three ways that, that we benefit as founders of MFC. I mean, I, I think for people listening right now, one, you have excuses like, I don't have enough time. Look at Trevor. Look what they're doing in multifamily Freedom Chasers. They're proving that you can get it done. Another excuse, they said, I don't know anybody. Join a community. Now you get to meet other people. Another excuse, I don't have enough money. Build a community, bring so much value to folks that they can't ignore you. And now you, all of a sudden you have people that might want to invest with you. Like this is a crazy, crazy story, Trevor. I was telling you this the other day, but like I've had people that have reached out to me and said, hey, hey, I got a half a million dollars to invest with you. If it goes, well, I got another million or two million. But it, it goes for like a couple, almost like seven months before I ever got any message like that. And I just felt so humbled. I felt so grateful when that happened because I was like, oh, wow, someone actually listens. Someone actually finds this information useful. I thought I was going yes. crazy. That's so right. I think this is why you got to build a community because not only is it for you, but you have to help other people. So right now, I got some people in the live audience asking like, hey, how do I, how do I get uh, access to uh, your content, Trevor? I already dropped your Facebook link into the YouTube commentary so they can find you. So um, maybe this is a good part to transition to. Trevor, how can people find out more about the multifamily freedom chasers? How can people find out more about opportunities working with you and just all the content that you're putting out? Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. So there's the Facebook group. Jump in there. That's where we house all of our communication. And then I would say this. If, if you go to on our business page, which so we as the Freedom Boys, we have the multifamily freedom chasers, which are which is our community. And then you have our business, which is Freedom Chasers Capital. If you go to our website, www.freedomchaserscapital.com, and you go to the resources tab at the top, it'll have some more information on community. It'll have some podcast stuff. It'll have some articles, different things like that. So that's, that's one spot that they can go. Also, at the Freedom Chasers website, if you go and look at the top right, there'll be a little YouTube icon. There'll also be a Facebook icon. That also takes you to our YouTube channel, the same Facebook group, Multifamily Freedom Chasers. It, it can take them there. We upload all of our Zooms within our educational ecosystem on our YouTube channel. So if you don't make it live, don't worry. You can catch all the content we've ever recorded on our YouTube channel. And of course, I'd appreciate, you know, if they want to follow me on Instagram, um, I would appreciate that as well. But yeah, that's, that's what we got out there, Kent, for people to take advantage of. Absolutely free. And, and let me add one more thing to the audience. Is it okay if I go into our preferred partners program a little bit? Oh, please do. Go for it, man. Okay. Awesome. So I mentioned these preferred partners have $2 billion of assets under management. And, you know, Kent, we, we ask ourselves two questions. Number one, how can we, being in this space one year and doing one deal, as the Freedom Boys, how can we not be a limitation on any of our community members' journey? All right, we didn't want to be a ceiling for anybody on their chase for freedom. That's question number one. Question number two is, you know, it's it's not free to run a community. <laughs> it's not free, straight up. So it's like, how can we keep everything for free? but yet generate some sort of revenue stream where we don't charge any of the freedom chasers, but yet we have something coming in to help float costs and we can reinvest into the community to continue leveling, th leveling things up. These two questions, good questions, huh, Kent? And this is when we came with the idea of the preferred partners program. And we said, guys, 
we've invested a whole lot of money ourselves with these either educational resources or business building resources. We've benefited tremendously from these. Let's take them back to our community and be like, hey guys, here's a vetted list of trusted resources for your multifamily real estate education and your, um, and your multifamily business. This is what we use. Here you go. And we said, guys, we gotta, and we, we, we gotta hook our community members up. So we negotiated with our preferred partners exclusive discounts to whenever any of our community members are ready to level up in their education and action taking, they can tap into our preferred partners program with us $2 billion of assets under management, very high level operating teams, very sophisticated with great educational programs. They can tap into that at an exclusive discount. And if they use our affiliate link, they get that discount. And we also get a little bit of a kickback that we can invest back into the community, which, uh, and that's how we address those two questions of not being a limitation for community members and also get some little drip to help float operational costs for the community and reinvest back into it. And thank you for putting out a little plug because I, I don't think people knew that, you know, running this podcast sometimes is free. Sometimes you got to pay for memberships to stream. Sometimes you got to pay for an editor to cut out all these clips and do captions and stuff. Sometimes these things don't happen, right? That's so right. I'm, I'm really, really glad you brought that up. So guys, make sure you guys are um, going to Freedom Chasers Capital. Go and check out their Facebook group, uh, Multifamily REI Freedom Chasers. I think I got that correct, right? On Facebook. And mm -hmm. make sure you follow Trevor at Trevor, T-R-E-V-O-R dot M as in Mary dot Walker and follow him on Instagram. This guy has been putting out great content. Uh, I love hearing his voice um, every single day when I'm scrolling through Instagram and you. you know, you gotta, you gotta do it. And lots of props to you, Trevor. I know you guys have one deal, but it is almost hard to grasp for someone go say how do you go from zero to 40 that doesn't that doesn't make any sense like that we're we're in this world where we're often told what to do especially in a w2 world right you show up for work and a boss tells you what to do no one is ever going to tell you like hey zero to 40 is the right move you have to decide that for yourself but then in order for you to make a decision like that you have to surround yourself with people like trevor with people like the freedom boys to actually learn about the different paths that's available and just Check them out. I'm sure they're going to provide you guys with a lot of value. And hey, Trevor, dude, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. This has been a fun conversation, man. I love talking about community. This is really, really cool. Man, it's been a blast. I knew our time was going to go by so fast, you know, and, it, and it's great if I can just sprinkle a little bit of value into what you got going on. I, I love your story. I love your passion for, for impact and, and how your backstory integrates with your current mission with affordable housing. And I'm um, glad to play a little bit of a part here today in that. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully we can have you and Marcel back on in like a year or so. I wanted to hear your stories. Maybe we'll get into some developments together. Who knows? This is going to be really, really fun. So it is, Trevor, thanks again. And we'll have you back on soon, man. Outstanding. Thanks, Kent. All right. And we're out.